0: You are all weirdos! Weird Science is the revolution. Weird Science is the revolution.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast episode 20, Legacy, numbering 520. I am here as always to start things out with my man Matt. What up Matt? What up Jim? What up and start things up, we're going to end up doing one book together and that's a third of the podcast because there are not a lot of books that we're covering. That came out this week. We were going to add one other, which was the new Power Pack Mini. We ended up reading it, and we're like, yeah, maybe this isn't going to be for us. And I'm a Power Pack fan, and I've liked some of the things that come out recently. It just doesn't feel necessary, and it's kind of a a slog uh, bit. So there's a mini review for you. And I did want to come on, and you even said when I asked you, like, should we do this? And you said, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) Because it's very wacky. A lot of snarks. A lot of snark world. We don't need that. No. But we do end up having a bit more of a superior book to talk about. That's about the best the jokes <laughs> are going to get this week. But before we get into that, let me remind everybody that you can go and read written reviews uh, at our website. That's weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. You can also go and check us out on Twitter at weirdsciencedc. You follow us, we'll follow you back. And then you can go and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where we do A bunch of Marvel things. We do a bunch of crazy stuff. Me and Matt, we do a crisis podcast. I mention a lot on this where we go through events and crises. Right now we're on the DC side of things with Zero Hour, but we then flip flop between DC and Marvel. And recently we did the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars, which was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Even though Eric over at the D.C. side, he says that he didn't like it. He actually did finish it and said he didn't like it. So we know that he's completely sus. Yes. Yeah, he ends up. I think he just wants to not like it, just not to like it because I really did like it. But we're here to talk one book, me and you. But it's a book that you you're a big fan. Yes. You're a big fan. of You're more of a, a fan of Dan Slott than anybody else I know. Yes, and that's the thing. A lot of people, I don't know if they don't like dance slots. Some people don't, but I think some people just jump on that bandwagon because it's an easy bandwagon to jump on. I'm not, you know, personally. The guy blocked me for no reason, and it wasn't just like a chain block. He he legitimately blocked me because I made a joke. But I guess he didn't have time for my I, humor.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it, I think it was that that TV show that was on Disney Plus that that uh, put you over the edge that he was on.
1: That, well, yeah, when you saw the tweets and that. The, actually, the minute that I saw that, I actually did go for the podcast and kept that Twitter whoop, whoop, just because it kept doing that. And he was all, you know, the deal. Actually, I'll tell you the, the thing in general, I think most people that if Dan Slot never went on social media and nobody ever knew who he was or whatever, I think he'd be way more popular. It's him that people don't like. I mean, I'm yeah. not blowing minds. It really is. But. When you get to go and even then what people say about the superior Spider-Man is they liked superior Spider-Man when it came out. But it's almost like a diss to Dan Slott. Oh, he's doing that one thing he's good at. Like that, that's what I hear a lot. I hear like, oh, he can't do anything else but that the one thing he's got. Well, if he's good at the one thing, then let him be good at the one thing. And while people really went over the top with the ultimate Spider-Man that just came out that Jonathan Hickman started that ultimate stuff. And a lot of people said the reason why they like it is because it gives you an alternative to the Zeb Wells Spider-Man stuff that people aren't liking. Well, that's what this does, too. Yes. And this is, for better or worse, it's more of a fun, you know, kind of deal. There's a lot of jokes in it. And I don't know. Again, I think people get triggered by it just because it's Dan Slott. But we'll, we'll try to get through this. I know you like this issue. And I did as well. I thought it was pretty fun. But people who love this Superior Spider-Man and read all that, I think, will get more out of it. But it is Superior Spider-Man. What issue is it? Number three. <laughs> number I three. I hate how these copies are. I usually can look up at the top in my bar there to see. But it is the Superior Spider-Man number three, written by Dan Slott, pencils by Mark Bagley, inks by John Dell, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna.
2: I guess I'll read the the intro just. Well, I mean, so and, and also before you go, I mean, Mark Mark Bagley adds a. Sense yeah, of gravitas it's really gravitas to this, too. I mean, he's, he's, it's, yeah, I don't a hear
1: people, it's almost like they want to diss this book, but they don't want to diss Mark Bagley, so they don't mention that. It's very odd. Like I said, it's like an uphill battle <laughs> to actually tell people that this book is, you know, decent enough. You'll say more than that, but here is the background info on plot armor. Supernova's Rampage for Vengeance against Spider Man continues, but unknown to her, it was Dr. Octopus's superior Spider Man who made her a permanent fiery sun. Unable to find Spider or Spidey, Supernova's wrath turns to Spider Boy, and a civilian, Peter Parker, attempts to intervene, only to be waylaid by a vicious battle with Doc Ock, who has learned his identity. Peter triumphs thanks to fellow scientist Anna Maria Marconi and saves Spider Man, but Supernova has taken Anna hostage. Doc Ock hands Peter a Spidey suit, commanding him to suit up and save his former lady loves life but can peter ever trust a man who once tried to replace him i talked about it before that i thought it was a misplay last issue it came out the same week as spider boy and featured spider boy this week you don't have any spider boy in this issue mm-hmm. he's mentioned but we don't also have spider boy coming out so it kind of seems like okay it can get his own thing going and by the end of this you do get that weird wacky deal of oh crap we are getting back to superior spider-man like we thought like how are you going to continue? And, and I guess you could just continue it, in my mind, of the team-up of Doc Ock and Peter, which is pretty fun. I yeah. mean, the, the pretty much this whole thing. You get Cyrano de Bergerac Doc Ock in this, which is fun. You also get the trash-talking spiders in this, too. Yeah, they're and, pretty funny. <laughs> they're funny, but do you, do you get this play? Because they start out here, and they are in Oscorp, and Ock is pissed they had to sneak in. They had to sneak in through the vents, and he's like, I am Dr. Octopus. I don't sneak in vents. And Peter says, you just broke in the place and wrecked it just a month ago. Of course we have to sneak in. You're a villain. But then you see the spiders that he has in the thing, and (laughs) they end up spelling out. It it is a Charlotte's Web type thing where they spell out, you suck, Otto, but it's backwards. (laughs) Is it backwards just because it's kind of snarky, the you suck? Maybe because later— they tell Peter to run, but that's fully...
2: No, I think it's uh, because cause that thing is see-through, and they're just... they're The, the side that's facing Aki can see you. It's Usa. just
1: a weird play of... I think that it, it seemed like there was something like, we don't really want to spell it, you got to... It's so weird, because <laughs> later it's like full out, but yeah. Doc Ock is just there, you know, doing his rant, ransom raves that he always does, and he has a plan, he once they have to get to supernova stop her later he says and almost gets like he should have stopped when he was ahead and said i need what we're going to get i need it to save her or you know maybe subdu or maybe kill her and then it's too far but he ends up even revealing where they're going to go when he says i have my new master plan because he's thinking of the master planner base under mm-hmm. the ocean but the problem is this plan is going to have to take peter Suiting up and pretending that he's the Doc Ock Superior Spider Man, and a lot of times some stories like this might get wonky, might get confusing. It doesn't care It's pretty funny yep. the, the way that it plays out. In the meantime, this is where I think people who don't like Dan Slott will be like, "Why are you doing this?" Peter's working on a calculation, and Doc Ock looks at. There's no way Doc Ock sees this and thinks it's any sort of calculation. If he's looking, at, he's like, "What are you doing? What math are you doing?" <laughs> And it's the math of how crazy sus Doc Ock is. And you have it. It's like that whole line chart deal of autos, brain patterns, plus the time travel adventure copies brain and goes through it. Yeah, clone number one, clone number two, question mark. <laughs> and so what he does, actually, is I think that Dan Slott really wants you to really know that the Doc Ock, who ended up being Superior Spider-Man and doing things and then actually saving people, wasn't really this one. It was the third clone. He's this so crazy there's mine wipes and all that going on just to say i don't know if i can trust you because every heroic thing you did wasn't 100% you mm-hmm. like the semantics of it it was like it was a clone that lost its mind and so he's trying to figure out can i you know trust them and then kind of at the end kind of does only because they do have to save anna that's like the the big thing we have to stop the supernova so that we can save anna maria so they decide they are going to do it. And there's a funny play where they are going back and forth with each other. And then at points, Doc, Doc Ock's just yelling at Peter. And he's not saying anything. And he says, please say something. Peter gets the mask on and says, the die is cast. And it's like, you look at that glee on Doc Ock's face. He like, loves it. He There's nothing better he's so than proud. for Peter Parker Spider-Man to be in his superior Spider-Man suit. And save the die is cast. He thinks <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. It was pretty good because the whole plan here is Peter's going to have to impersonate the. It's weird. He has to impersonate himself, but as Doc Ock, being himself, Superior to Spider-Man. So that's the twist. That's the fun of the issue. We then go off to the whole Hudson Valley abandoned AIM base where Supernova is has Anna. Anna's smart. And and she starts At first I thought She was being nice I actually thought That she wasn't Really trying. But the the thing is She's Aren't you hungry I can cook us up something I am a world class chef Supernova says Really I don't have to eat
0: Yeah I don't uh, eat
1: I, like, and, and that's part Of the things That she hates Like this is only Going to get her mad Like you cook me something I'm a living son Because of that stupid What she thinks Was Spider-Man And then Anna's like Oh okay Now she has to think Of another reason Or way to get Because that would she wanted to get out of the cell and then try to do something or anything. But now she's got to get Supernova out of the way to leave for a bit so she can try to finagle her way out. So she's like, oh, must be tough. You know, you're all cramped up in that whole containment pod. And <laughs> now you get up and this is probably the first time you've been in an enclosed area again because they are down below in these like jail cell type things in the space. And she's like, yeah, it must be tough. The walls are probably closing in on you, right? It must be really cool. And that's where Supernova's like, ah, I gotta get going. (laughs) It runs off. It is kind of funny, but Anna's pretty smart. She realizes it. And that's where Supernova's like, ah, I gotta go check on something. I'll be right back and leaves. So then Anna's able to try to pry open. What she's doing is trying to get to the because there's those uh, laser laser bars. Yeah, she's trying to get to the control panel and get up. The the thing that will work in her benefit. This is an abandoned aim thing. This place is a wreck. I mean, where this jail cell is, like everything's falling apart. So uh, I think she'll be able to do that, though. Are you with me? If you look, I think she could just get on the ground and crawl out. I was
2: gonna say that, but I think those bars are moving up and down. Though, yeah, they I might. Think is it, that'd be a on.
1: weird play. Like you can't see in the motion, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm not even oh. making a joke about her size. I'm telling no. you, all of us could get down on our knees and crawl through them. But if you look at the page before, they're lower, so I think they move. Uh, but Supernova leaves in the meantime. You end up having Doc Ock and Peter, and they are under the sea. They are going. And finally, Peter realizes they're going to the Master Planner base. And this is a base during Superior Spider-Man. And the problem that Doc Ock has here is that when he had this going, he was Spider-Man. So any sort of entrance, any sort of scans, they're Peter who needs to be scanned. The problem is is that when Peter gets in here, he doesn't quite know how to act like Doc Ock at first. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. But yeah, like a funny little play. I actually thought this was funny, where they're in this deal in the, the squid marine, you know, ship. And Doc says, "Oh no, no, it's the octo sub." And then Peter says, "Why didn't you call it the cephalopod?" And Doc Ock is so angry that he didn't come up with the name. He's like, "That's pretty good, you jerk." Sure? Yeah. But they they end up seeing the master planner base. Peter kind of freaks out. Oh my god! And the the thing about this is though, since Superior Spider Man, this base. Has had these minions, these guys in just there, chilling down there, just chilling. And you Collecting see the them; they, they are bored as hell. But they, they're getting a check. I like, <laughs> I like the one guy's laying around in his underwear. Yeah, he, why he's not? there with his pad. He's there with his iPad. I guess you get good Wi-Fi under the seat. He's there. Other guys are on their phone. One guy, I would really love to say the two guys are playing rock paper scissors, but they just seem to be arguing with each other. Yeah, one one guy's guy's eating dog food. Yeah, one guy's eating dog food. The other guys are playing (laughs) checkers. One guy just got out of the shower. (laughs) They're they're like all there. And what it looks like is, you know, they're like the aim soldiers of Doc Ock is what they kinda are, but they end up having the superior Spider Man, you know, outfits. That's where they were there. They were there for the superior Spider Man. So that's why Doc Ock needed Peter. So they kind of park the sub, there's an alert, and now Peter has to go in. But the problem is these guys we're told by Superior Spider Man Doc kill anybody on site. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they look safety's like. Safety's off. Yeah, safety's off. It doesn't matter until you know that it's me. But the problem is, it's not just by sight because Peter comes in, and I mean, these guys are fired up. Just imagine these guys have been waiting for anything to happen for however long you would guess this is. I mean, it's a long time and they're there and they get all equipment out. I mean, it is World War 10 for them. They are screaming and yelling, coming out of the locker room at halftime. And as they're doing that, gearing up, you do end up. (laughs) It's funny where Doc Ock's talking about how great, uh, you know, how great he is. And oh, my God, you know, I, I hate you, Peter. And you ended up ruining things down here. All this stuff going on. And Peter's like. No, no, no! This is like a great personal victory for me back in the day. I had to get Aunt May's medicine, and I do like Doc Ock's. Like, ah, oh, Aunt May, I remember. <laughs> so funny.
2: Well, that's a, like, it's a cool callback because it's actually to Nine Amazing Spider-Man thirty-three from the sixties. So
1: yeah, so you have this whole play there, and it's funny where he's like, oh, yeah, I kind of regret that I almost killed Aunt May." So <laughs> little uh-huh. shout out to Aunt May for you. <laughs> I, I regret that. And Peter's like, "Whatever, I'm sure you do, Otto." And then they go and. At this point, Otto's still in the sub. Peter has gone into the base and he runs into his minions. And they just open fire. I mean, they really are. They're trying to kill him. And he Peter's yelling at them while he is zipping around, jumping off the walls, trying to go. And Doc Gok says, they don't think you're me. You have to act like me. And Peter doesn't understand. He's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you gotta try to kill them. You gotta fight them back and try to <laughs> kill them. Then they'll realize it's me. And he's like, really okay and he's and even that he's like i don't want to do it doc ock's yelling attack them without mercy (laughs) and he'd say i'd make them rue the day they would ever open fire upon me tear into them and then peter like punches one guy's funny he goes take that you you imbeciles and then doc yells you're doing it wrong you have to use Use the the claws yeah the claws these are all things that peter would never use that that's why superior spider-man was so crazy because it was doc ock He's like, use them. He's like, don't really want to use them. But then he starts doing it, and then he's talking trash. <laughs> he's yelling. He's calling everybody wretch. He's ripping weapons in half. And then when he finally gets it, boom! He gets like the Iron Spider deal, and yells, "I am the Superior Spider-Man." Where he has all of the legs in the back, and and then he says, "Well," and they all get down and said, "Okay, we be relishing to you." It's such a goofy scene, but it is funny that Doc Ock is. It, it's like that class. It is. A, cyrano de bergerac but it's also that classic where doc just like why can't i just go down there and i I would have been able to do this so easy and peter just doesn't understand but he ends up doing it it's funny where his arms crossed and he's like that's more like it and then he's trying to talk trash but he keeps getting words wrong he's like you're worthless curds curse i mean (laughs) there are points where you think that these guys are going to realize what so this other guy gets up and says hey uh yeah you're back but what's going on why'd you return what's what's happening and peter doesn't know what to say so (laughs) duck duck says smack that guy in the the face give him the backhand." and he's like what and then he does
2: and then Peter slaps the crap out of oh
1: my god he just demolishes him and then says you don't need to know what i'm here for come on all you to the vaults. never question me duck duck why are you taking them to the vaults they don't have to go and that Peter's getting so <laughs> fired up that he's like, all right, to the vaults we Follow go. Them, you and- yeah, yeah, yeah. And Duck you didn't need to do that. And he's like, I don't care. I'm having fun. And then they get, and you get this, the retinal scan, it does say. And he even uses this as to the guy like, see, it is me, jerk. Uh But they go into this vault, and that's where you get the quatridium, which is even more powerful than the tritium. Mm-hmm. And this four wow, times, yeah, yeah, and Peter actually is like, oh, my God, we we did it. I mean, you did it. I mean, we did it like this is crazy. But why do you want this? And now Doc Ock's like, you don't need to know, but we're going to use this to either. And that's where he says we're either going to save her. We can depower. We can kill her. Whatever we have. Whoa, to do." Whoa, with whoa. We don't want to kill what her. We need. Yeah. And he doesn't want to he doesn't want to do that. Uh, but the big play for Doc Ock is now what we're going to be doing is definitely saving Maria. So whatever happens between, we're just going to have to go. So the guys then say, well, what do we do now, boss? You know, can we go home now? Everything's good? Doc Ock's yelling and Peter's no, here. No, no, don't tell let them go. to go back in that room and sit down <laughs> till I need them again because we might need an army later. And, and Peter goes, yeah, yeah, you guys go. Doc Ock's like, you son oh of Like, that's not what I wanted you to do but they all go.
2: And he says, put a nice meal on the company card. Too. Oh, yeah, that's too Like, yeah, put a <laughs> meal, get
1: a nice meal. You guys deserve it. Now, you know that at some point they're going to need an army, and Doc Ock's going to throw this in Peter's face, but what are these guys going to do? I have a feeling that they, like, kind of hang somewhere together, and they'll be yeah. able to be grabbed again. It'll be, like, yeah. a funny...
2: They're not going to be able to integrate back into society.
1: No. They, they've just been <laughs> under this. It's crazy. They've been well, under at least five, five years. years. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, so... Yeah, they're going to do that. And then Doc Ock has another plan as well, because when Peter goes back, he, he has the quatrinium. They get it. When they go back to Oscorp and get in there to do some experiments, you end up where that's where the the spiders are like Petey, watch out, because Doc Ock has plans. And what he's going to do is knock out Peter and become superior Spider-Man again. He ends up having this whole thing where he can go with the suit that kind of is. Grabbing stuff and makes him knock out, and then he wakes up on a table. Doc Ock has the helmet on where he's going to transfer the deal back and forth to be the Superior
2: Spider Man. Yeah, Again, that's which, the original helmet thing. That yeah, which it. is
1: pretty cool because that gets you the idea of like, oh crap, it's going to be a Superior Spider Man book. I doubt that's how it's going to work out, but it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah, but I didn't somehow, see that
2: coming. Yeah,
1: somehow I think that Doc Ock's going to have some weird. I don't know. He's going to have a weird way that he's going to do this, but it's not fully that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Because the next issue kind of looks a little crazy as well. But it, it looks good. It's fun. And this is the thing. If people have listened to our podcast, you know, I will bitch him out about Zeb Wells telling his jokes and whatnot. But it's because Zeb Wells can't decide what the book wants to be. It ends up being really dark, and then the next page you're telling jokes. Then you're back to dark and then telling jokes again. This just is one free and clear deal. This is how it is. It's a jokey, quippy book. Doc oxo out of his mind, but that's even fun. And -hmm. I think overall it works out. It works out throughout. And I think that it's it's weird. I like the first two issues, but I, I think that this one actually is maybe a little better than those because of the idea that it looks like we're going forward with something I never even thought, like you said. About the superior even if it's for a little Bit an arc or a couple even If it's like he goes and we're all worried he goes saves Anna and then just gives Peter back his deal you know We'll see we'll see how it is but what Would you give it
2: I love it man I could read this all Day uh it reminds me of the Uh the old series I love this version of Doc Ock so I'm giving it a nine yeah I think I'm a nine as well I think
1: I was in the eights uh before and even like Seven when we started but I really do like it I love that this Doc Ock is great This is a great thing and he's been kind of disappeared for a while. And then it even says, remember when he showed up in Amazing Spider Man just to kind of get to this book? And that was even a little wonky. This is good, though. This yeah, that is was a good, well, Doc Ock. though. I mean, it was a Yeah, just different. I know. Yeah, and you can tell the difference. I just, I love Doc Ock and I love him with Peter. So that's what you get. So it's really good. So I suggest it. Even if you are one of the, you know, I'm not going to say haters. I'll say if you don't love everything Dan Slot, but you end up, there are people still who, they don't like Zeb Wells' run. And they don't want to get involved with ultimate stuff. And if that's the case, read this. I mean, even if you like the ultimate stuff, you know, or
2: is it, it's, it's a good alternative. The good th- that Dan Slot's a guy, whether you like him or not, he's a guy that knows comic books. He knows the history. He knows all that stuff. And, and he, he weaves it into the stories pretty yeah, nicely. Yeah, just
1: forget who's writing it. Pretend yeah. Dr. Matt
2: hears it, right? he likes just- it better.
1: Exactly. Say, this is great. That Matt, he can really write a cover. <laughs> He's Well, back in the day I, when
2: I was reading this, I didn't know who Dan Slot was. I just read this thing. And See, I like that's
1: it. the problem. Some people, you shouldn't ever know or learn
2: who they are. And yeah, yeah that
0: I is agree with issue. that.
1: Exactly. Like me and you. Like the minute they find out about <laughs> them, us, us know. we're done. <laughs> they never will. But that is that for me and you. A crazy week this week. We're going to go off to two other books. I have a feeling I'm not going to be nines on these, but as we're, as we're recording, I haven't read them yet. I'm just pretty sure I won't, but we'll be back with a couple more books. All right. And I'm here with my a man, Zach. What up, Zach? What's up, Jim? What's up? And here we are. We got the Punisher. Everybody loves Joe Garrison Punisher, right? It, how long will it take yeah. what, a week before people are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Most people will probably say that now. <laughs> it's going on. I mean, you were talking before. This it seemed like this was an ongoing Series then suddenly it Looks like it's only four issues So this is the penultimate there's No real feeling in this issue that This is a penultimate issue not So I think all. that it just got cut Off I think they're like yeah this isn't Working and it wasn't working from the get go And I'm not even talking About it not being Frank Castle. I'm talking about this book has Been straight up garbage it Really hasn't developed any characters The stories. Keep ending up each issue that you pick up You have no idea what's going on at first Because things just advance To other places for reasons And then you kind of have to Figure it out yourself And in this one, it's it's bad Because David Pipos He seems to think that we're invested In this character He seems to think we're invested In AAA You know, the character that's Not like the AAA. tech gal, right? Also that we would actually have Any bit of feelings about Joe Garrison's family We don't you, you ended up being so generic with it To almost ape the Punisher stuff That you don't even feel like Joe Garrison has his own personality And that's a big problem Especially because we only have one more issue So this is a yep. fail An epic fail of a series But it is uh Punisher number three Written by David P. art By David Wachter Colors by Dan Brown Letters by VCs Corey Petit you start out again and like I said, I have to go back to last issue because all of a sudden you have Joe, he's running off rooftops and things like that. And I I started thinking I'm like, I remember that guy he was up in that penthouse deal and he got thrown out and really bad trash talking lines at the end. And that guy was the offer. And when right before he ended up that's where we found out that lo and behold, it was Joe's wife. Who ended up getting her and the kids killed Not Joe and we made the joke where Joe Was like oh thank god it wasn't me (laughs) But even then like that didn't have Any sort of impact because you don't Know the character you don't know anything like The idea even if it Was Frank Castle if you Ended up after two issues Saying oh it was this with Your fact you wouldn't have any reaction Then either it's the reaction you'd Have from reading Frank Castle for years And liking the character that's where You start to get the feels for it And you end up having David Peoples trying to push it through in two issues. It didn't work. So we find out that his family was killed because his wife was actually like blowing the whistle on some sort of payments going around. That supposedly ties into this grand scheme of things where you do have this Joe Garrison. I'm going to take down everybody that was responsible for my family's death. And he ends up in a warehouse. And this is where he ended up getting the card from the officers. I don't know what this means. But here's a card with an address, a warehouse. I think that it, you go there. It's such a just forced way to continue. The se- that's what this whole series has been. It just ends up one forced bit onto the next, and he's in the warehouse being chased by the police. Okay. Punisher stuff. He threw a guy out a window. He ended up with really bad trash talk, but now he's being chased by the police to then pretty much run into Fear Master. Who is like the you know, woman scarecrow, if you're a DC fan, but is the daughter we find out of Mr. Fear. All this makes no damn sense. I mean, you go from one thing to the next, and when you get where he turns the corner and all of a sudden you get this fear master who looks like, like a vampire, like a human snake. I'm like, what, what happened? What happened here? I had no idea what was going
3: on. I'm confused too because it's just like, oh, uh, who who shot him? Who hurt him? Oh, we don't know. We just know the police is after him. It's like, okay, well, we get to him on this rooftop, and it's like, oh, now he's going inside this warehouse. And then Triple A's even like, oh, good, that's a perfect place to hide from the cops. But then later in the comic, it's like, oh, hey, Fear Master's involved. This is why I came to this weir- warehouse because that was the tip. And it's like, but that you what? exactly.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make
3: sense And then you go
1: in the warehouse And then just to force things more You have like a bank of TVs That are playing the news report Of the one thing that we're going to have to go From here to the next issue Everything's just forced And <laughs> he's even gotten fear gas So he's seeing things, hearing things Going through While these two policemen give chase We don't know anything about them either None of this has really been set up We've seen these police officers but they have just been there to say, uh, "I think that that Joe Garrison killed his family. We better go get him." Now we know, as readers, that he didn't. But these guys, and then when one of the cuffs actually gets killed by Fear Master again, are we supposed to care? I, I don't. Oh, we hardly
3: knew ye. I don't. I don't even know these guys' names.
1: Yeah, I, I think one's Ward. That's all I do. And and when you have that again, just pretend this was Frank Castle with years and years and years of books, whatever. I still wouldn't care about a police officer that's trying to gun down, you know, the punisher with wrong information. I mean, really doesn't have the right information and is going in guns a blazing. But in the meantime, he the one gets killed off. So all this goes and I'm thinking to myself, like, the hell does this have to do with anything? And then because you end up Diva P is so heavy handed and I, I hate to say the hack, but ends up where now we're going to get Joe's inner fears. Oh, my God, you mean Joe, who we barely know for two issues before? Like, we don't know these characters. You can't rely on these things where if you had an established character that ends up getting fear toxin, it would be interesting to see what their, you know, inner fears were. What are the real fears of these characters? Say it was Daredevil. Say it was Frank Castle. But you have Joe Garrison. Guess what he's afraid of? That his family died. It's the only thing that we know about him. so He starts seeing the, you know, ghost or the zombie deteriorating bodies of his wife and two kids who are just kind of there to say, oh, you didn't finish the job. The daughter doing a cartwheel for some reason. Yeah, it's just bullcrap. While that's going on, you see that somebody is... Creeping up on AAA, AAA Suddenly she pulls out what is The biggest gun I've ever seen where, Where'd where she hide that gun? There, there's nowhere She's at a computer she desk She just has it It's taped underneath the bottom I guess Here's these guys behind her and, uh, and just the biggest gun ever And blows away one of the guys But she's still captured In that then you end up where The ghost wife of Joe Ends up saying yeah well here's what happened And we didn't finish the job And then you go into a room where there's just a bunch of dead bodies hanging up. And he's like, Oh no, so many bodies. And now we get to the point where he is kind of putting aside the whole concept of this. Not, it's not now, Oh, I gotta finish who killed my family. It just gets diverted now to, I gotta stop bad people who do bad things. He says, When my family died, I made my mission to wipe out the criminals responsible. But now I see how blind I truly was. Everyone. Well, the family. Screw that! I'm gonna get bigger. Thing. It just—it's all a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> he ends <laughs> up where it, the other cop is now getting attacked by Fear Master. Who cares? And he busts through to save this guy by pretty much putting a sleeper hold on Fear Master and killing this monstrosity. And then the cops like, "I gotta arrest you." He's like, "Listen, I—I I didn't." Do anything? I didn't kill my family. I'm sorry. I couldn't save your partner. You did just
0: snap Fearmaster's neck
1: <laughs> in front of him. I love that they're there, where Fearmaster's just there. You know, snap the neck, and then next thing you know, they're on the board with all of the you know pictures and things connected as evidence of like, look, this is what really is going. How does this end up connecting to anything? Like, oh man, I've been chasing these people. Now I realize that they're just there to stop the Simkarian Bogalian peace summit. What? I'm like, <laughs> really? And I laughed too, because at one point these police officers, they end up, they're like, hey, we want some backup. We can't go in without backup. And they're like, no, no, we have we we're delayed. The whole city's on fire, uh, because of gang war. I think they'd cancel the summit. I, I mean, this yeah, whole thing yeah. going down and the whole city's on fire. Then you cancel it. Then. At one point, they, it's the greatest thing because it's so bad. The cops are there and they're they're walking through and crap's going down. I don't want to curse too much. And the one says, oh, man, maybe we should like wait a while. And then the other goes, oh, no, no, no. you have a daughter. You know how it is. Oh, yeah, you're right. Make it going. I'm, what?
3: What are you talking? This creep killed his family. You have a daughter at home. You know what to do. No, I think what it means is you might want to wait
1: a half hour for backup. And (laughs) this is a crazy guy guy. gets killed a panel later. (laughs) I want his ghost to like go and if you as it's going off to happen. So they're there looking at this wall of string and pins, the conspiracy wall that leads to this summit. Oh, my God. They want to stop this piece of it. I'm like, who cares? (laughs) And so his phone starts ringing. His phone that I love that fell out right next to the dead hand. A Fear Master. Oh, your phone. You better answer that. Oh, yeah, I'll answer it. Hey, what's up? It's just me and I'm going to take you down. You <laughs> end up having a, a piece of a puzzle on the
0: phone. <laughs> when, when I first saw that, I was just like, I was like, a puzzle piece? What the hell is that? And then it's like, oh, it's jigsaw. Yeah. And jigsaw. I was like,
1: oh, man, man, jigsaw. It's just like, I, I it's so bad. It, it's beyond <laughs> bad. It really is. And again, we're at the point where we were complaining before. Because, oh, my God, why would they have this? Why not use Frank Castle? Why are you do doing... it? It's gotten to the point in just three simple issues where it is so convoluted from when we were shooting bending bullets in the subway. How much of crazy stuff has happened in, in these issues that make no sense? And it is beyond just the idea, oh, we should have Frank Castle. This book stinks. This book, if it was a Frank Castle book, would have sucked just as much. This guy can't figure out how to write a story. The progressions in the issues themselves suck And then, I mean, people just end up with weapons We said last issue, remember where he ended up having that taser And that just came out of nowhere And yep. he used that in this, you have Triple A Who suddenly has a huge, I mean, the biggest gun you ever saw yep. And then at the end they have Triple A It just doesn't make sense <sighs> Next, the Punisher strikes back yeah, really? Because I think it's the Punisher strikes out, because this is just bad. More cheesy action lines. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> As he's strangling out, Fearmaster says, I don't understand. Damn you, why don't you just die? He ends up snapping the neck, so now he's going to trash talk to a corpse, but he says, that's the thing, Fearmaster. Master, I don't scare easy. Th- that's not what she said. That's the trash talk? I don't scare easy? It's so bad. It's so bad. That is the end of that. We have one more issue. What would you give it?
3: 3.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'm a three.
1: It's
0: bad.
3: This is is bad. One of the most cliche scenes It's when he charges through the wall and it's just like these monsters trying to prey on others. It's time for me to start protecting others. Yeah. Not just trying to avenge my family. Not just
1: avenge my family. It's the stupidest thing. The whole thing was based on I got to get revenge for my family's death and then we get to three issues, and he's already pretty much abandoned that. I no, forget that. <laughs> None of this makes sense. I mean, the idea that we're pretty much fighting what he seems to look at as a human snake who's using fear toxin. How did we get here? How did we get here from, oh, my God, my secretary wife found out there were payments and ended up blowing the whistle on things that got our house blown up.
3: And somehow it's connected to the jigsaw group that is some, for some reason attacking the peace summit. And it's just like, what, what, how do we snowball here?
1: That also is, uh, a, the play of things that he ended up doing for S.H.I.E.L.D. Cause they even mentioned a little <laughs> that you're like,
0: what is going on? Shield.
1: Like he is just throwing things at you as if they mean something. But you said the, the worst part of this issue. Was that the only sort of personal thing he had going was the vengeance to get first. And that's just completely wiped away in in a way that didn't even feel like it had any weight to it. He's just like, oh, I think I got to start looking at just bad people. Not just the people. Like, that's something you say after you take care of the people who murdered your family. Then you say, you know what? My mission's not done. I thought I'd be done. I got to keep going because more people will suffer and I won't allow that. (laughs) He skipped that stuff. Yeah. His wife, his dead of the mind wife, even trash talks him about you haven't finished the mission. You haven't gotten vengeance for us yet. (laughs) He's gonna now get vengeance for us all. Everybody he's gonna end up saving us all. Oh, God bless you. Joe Garrison, you son of a gun. It's so bad. (laughs) It's now. Now that we're talking, now I'm starting to have fun with it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not fun. I tell you, the, what, the laughing what at it, not with it. What is Fear Master doing in this warehouse? Watching the news, waiting for Joe Garrison. I don't get
3: it. G- Garrison says, "Oh, she's you testing out her formula for them." But it's like, but you just wandered into this warehouse, according to AAA. Like, oh, it don't so make no sense.
1: No, and everybody, <laughs> it's so bad. But that's that. that is that a very short. Uh Podcast this weekend we will continue and you're going to be talking through the Spider Woman
0: book. <laughs> yeah, I'm God sure That's me. a real hoot too. God help me.
1: Oh yeah, because that that first issue was quite the quite the barn burner. But you you'll talk about that right about now.
3: And this is Zach doing a solo review of Spider Woman issue number three. Spider Woman number three is written by Steve Fox with artwork by Corola Borelli, colors by Arif Prianto and the letter's by V.C.'s Joe Sabino. So when we last left off, uh, Spider-Woman was going after Diamondback, who was having a meeting with the head of Hydra, and uh, they had gotten onto a helicopter to leave, and uh, Jessica had jumped onto the side and demanded to see her baby again, because she still believes that they had something to do with it, and the Hydra lady was just like, oh, you'll never see the baby again, and kicks her out of the uh, helicopter, and that's, that's where we last left off. So we pick up, this issue and we see julia carpenter who is the new madam webb just standing in this parking spot uh at the bottom of this uh building and this guy is giving her grief because he wants to park there but she won't move and you know she scares off being like oh well you know when you call the cops i'll tell them to look in your glove box because you have cocaine in there and he's gonna be like ah oh, crap and he zooms out of there and so she's like okay thank god now i can do my thing and she creates this projection thing? I I don't know exactly what it is. It's a web projection. I guess that's part of their powers. I I honestly don't know. By the way, she casts uh, Jessica, who was still falling from the helicopter, and she's like, Oh, yeah, I had a premonition that you were going to fall out of that helicopter. Anyway, I'm here to save you. So, and uh, yeah, so uh, she's like, I need you to tell me what's going on, Jessica. You know, Julia. Uh, Julia's like, what's going on? I need to know why are you being so secretive? What what are you pushing so hard against Hydra and uh, uh, Diamondback for. And so we transition, you know, before we get that answer, we transition to Diamondback, who is now, you know, uh, in his uh, territory. And he's talking to Viper about uh, his kingdom. And, you know, Viper's very much like, you've been losing control during this gang war. You've lost Harlem. And she's like, were we wrong to back you? And he's like, no, no, betting on me is never the wrong play, Viper. Trust me. And he's like, don't worry, we're going to get Spider-Woman and we're going to get the others, and this will be my town. And so we see that, but then we immediately jump back to uh, Julia and Jessica. We finally get the reveal. I say reveal, but, you know, uh, Julia finally finds out, oh, hey, my son is missing. Uh, I believe Hydra's behind it. And she's like, ah, I knew something was missing from the web. I could sense it, a missing shape I couldn't look past. I just didn't know what it was till now. Yes, obviously, I'm going to help you find him, and we're going to do our best to uh, get your son back safe and sound. And so, uh, Jessica's is excited, and she's like, okay, no more screwing around. I need to really push hard against Diamondback and Hydra. So she starts a one-woman war on uh, uh, Diamondback's operation. She's just going around, taking out all his uh, deals, taking out all his strongholds, and she's just waging a one-woman war against Diamondback. And It's pretty cool. I mean, I say pretty cool. It's just, you know, it's it's her doing normal stuff like, hey, here are some dirty cops who are allowing uh, these uh, drug pushers to push Diamond. So, you know what? She takes them out. Oh, hey, here's a a group of thugs fighting each other. Guess what? She takes them out and she keeps uh, beating people up and then finding others and be like, hey, tell Diamond back. I'm coming for him. I'm going to burn everything down. And yeah, I mean, it's okay. Uh, So we then see the reaction Diamondback has, and he just is like yelling profanities, you know. And uh, he's like, he's like, "All right, I'm tired of this. Get Green Mamba. Get Green Mamba. He's kicked her butt twice now. Just get him. Send him after her. This time, tell him to finish the job. You know, I'm I'm tired of playing with Spider Woman. And we even do get like a little bit of a mention where you know uh, he's like, "Man, is that all she's been doing? Is uh, attacking my uh, business and?" there's just this little reference, like, oh, no, she was in uh, Amazing Spider-Man recently, you know, helping out. So, okay, at least you're trying to tie in with the main event, which I can appreciate. So, yeah. But anyway, so uh, we also get this really cool kind of call out where it's like, oh, hey, uh, well, Green Mamba, he's currently trying to assassinate Martin Lee, who is Mr. Negative, for those of you who may not know. It's like, oh, yeah, he's currently trying to take him out. And uh, Diamondbacks and me like, nope, forget it, forget it, forget it. Bring him back. I want spider Woman dealt with today, like right now. So, uh, we then see that Spider-Woman is at the lab, at the docks, the Diamond Lab, and she's about to go in and bust some skulls and break up that operation. She jumps down, immediately takes out one of the guards, and she's about to work her way inside when she gets this, uh, sense, you know, this feeling, and she's like, wait a minute, I know that feeling. He's here, Green Mamba's here, and he immediately hits her with an anchor, and, uh, there's Diamondback just sitting over there being like, uh. Oh, you've been wanting my attention, huh, Spider Lady? Well, guess what? I got it. And you know what? This time, we're going to finish the job. And so Green Mamba starts trying to attack her. And Spider Woman's trying her hardest to hold her own. But he gets to jump on her after she turns her attention to Diamondback. And so uh, Green Mamba slices her in the back. And she's down. And she's injured for the moment. And Jessica starts talking about, like, oh, Hydra took my son. And they're harvesting his DNA for their foot soldiers which is something that uh, Julia and Jessica was talking about earlier in this issue, where uh, Jessica was talking about Green Mama Beyond. He has a lot of my powers. It's very similar. You know, he has my energy blast. He has my strength, etc. And Julia just immediately assumes, oh, well, they must be taking your son's DNA and using it to create soldiers. And, like, to me, this is, I don't know, even then, it was a leap in logic, and it's a leap in logic at the end of this, because it's just like, Oh, hey, he has a powers very similar to you. Obviously, they're using your son for DNA to create soldiers. That's kind of a leap. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a huge leap, but it's still, you know, it's like a, yeah, you know, there might have been something else at work here. You can't just assume that, but uh, anyway, but Diamondback laughs immediately. He's like, oh, you, you think we're using your son's DNA to create these soldiers? Well, let, let me tell you something. Uh, Viper gave me all the details of what happened with your son. Yeah, your son, no, he, we're not using his DNA. You know what? Your son works for us. And it's revealed that Green Mamba is her son, Jerry. Now, I know some people are going to have questions. Like, first off, wasn't Jerry a little boy when we last left off? Yes, he was. But it is revealed in this, you know, Diamondback does say, oh, well, you know what we've been doing or what Hydra's been doing? Hydra has been taking uh, children with gifts, right? Like uh, super powered children, and they've been trying to indoctrinate them into their Hydra program. Here's the thing: Hydra does not like to wait around and brainwash these kids It's because it's like, oh, it just, you know, we got to wait like what ten, fifteen, twenty years for these kids to grow before we can use them. Screw that! You know what? We have ways around aging people up. We we can we can age these kids up artificially, and indeed they do. So that's what they've been doing. They've been taking these kids. And forcefully aging them up to become their foot soldiers in the current day, and yeah, so Jerry is Green Mamba, and it literally just ends with him taking off his mask and being like, "Hi, mom," and that—that's the end of the comic. I honestly don't know how I feel about this issue because for those of you who have been keeping up with the reviews, me and Jim have been doing. I'm not the biggest Spider Woman fan. I, I know very, I know very basic information about her. I mean, I. The only thing I could really compare it to would be, like, with DC, where it's like, oh, John Kent was forcefully aged up. And, you know, I mean, that hurt me, but that's because I knew the character. I don't know this character. I just know, oh, hey, this is Spider-Woman's son, and now he's forcefully aged up. So that sucks. It does. It sucks for her. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Did anybody think Green Maba at any point was going to be Jerry? Anybody? I think I think Jim said it at one point. But I just thought he was crazy because it's like, and eh, no, I mean, what they're gonna just forcefully age him up? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, they did. I, why? I don't know. I mean, I, like, I get you wanted to be cool review, but I mean, like, what what does this do for that character? And what does it do for Spider Woman? I mean, like, sure, you can be like, oh, it adds tragedy to her life. Don't you understand? Now they took away her, her uh, baby's childhood. You know, they took away all the memories she could have had with her son growing up. You know, like you could say that. But, I don't know, I mean, reading it, like, how I feel now, I just, I didn't get as much from it, it's just like, it's like, oh, hey, that's who it is. I don't, I don't think anybody was asking who the heck Green Mamba is, it's just like, oh, hey, Green Mamba, he, he works for Hydra. I don't, I don't know, I just, I wasn't that impressed with this reveal, to be honest. Um, overall, this issue was kind of just, I don't know, it was just a little whatever to me, that, that's the biggest thing I could say about the series, it's just that, You know, that first issue, I got interested not because I thought the story was good, but just because I wanted to know what was going on. And now that I know what's going on, for the most part, it's just, I don't know, it just, it feels bleh. And I mean, I don't mean that like, as in like, oh, this is trash. I just mean like, I don't feel anything reading this. And I I don't know. I mean, maybe you Spider-Woman fans will. And if you do, I'm happy for you. I really am. But for me, man, I'm just telling you. I didn't get anything out of this. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I just, you know, I mean, I guess you could say it was cool seeing uh spider woman go on the attack with a uh, diamondbacks uh, operations, but she was already doing that anyway. And I don't know. I mean, even then you don't really see you, you see like, a montage of it, but you don't actually see it. The most you get is seeing her fighting, uh, two, uh, two dirty cops. And I mean, that was kind of cool, but still, I don't know. Just, this book very much just feels, I don't not generic, just bland. It, it, it's like, it's like eating raisin bran. You know, I just, I don't get anything out of it, but the artwork's fine. The colors are fine. I don't know. I just wish I'd liked this book better. Uh, overall, I guess I'm gonna give it, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a straight five out of ten. And I know that sounds horrible, but like to me, that's just like smack bag in the middle. It's not good. It's not bad. I just, I want more from it. I want to feel something. And, like, if you're a Spider-Woman fan, I'm sure you will. But it, maybe you don't. And if you don't, that's a real problem. I mean, I don't know. I just the, every time I read a Spider-Woman issue now, it leaves me feeling like, okay, I just read something. And that's that's the most significant. of it. I don't get excited. I don't get, you know, uh, angry. Nothing. I, I I feel nothing. And you don't want that with a comic book. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. But yeah, that's where I'm going to end my review. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I will talk to you all later. All right, and that is
1: it for the show. Let me tell you real quick what we'll be talking about next week. Here is most of the books that we'll be talking about. Like I said, sometimes things fall through the cracks, or some of the scheduling gets a little wonky. It's one of the kind of you know things going on when you have a podcast where you have multiple you know hosts. So. I hope that you forgive us if we don't end up doing all the books that I say, but sometimes maybe we'll do more. I don't know. I don't know why I'm even going this far into this, except that it is very late. And I'm very tired. But here's some of the books, some good ones. We have Incredible Hulk, number eight. Me and my man Matt will be talking about that one of my favorite books from Marvel. At some and just recently, if you haven't gone to our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics... Me and my man Eric from the DC side of things we ended up doing our do or die twenty-five dollar pull list, where we get twenty-five dollars and we have to figure out what books from DC we'd put on the pull list. I'm gonna talk to Matt. We'll probably do a Marvel version of that over on YouTube as well. So maybe you'd like to go check that out. All of the things that I talk about, including the YouTube channel, will be in the show notes, so you can click on that and go over. But if you're, you know, not into that, you could just go over to the YouTubes and look up Weird Science Comics, and you'll find us. Then maybe you subscribe and all that. Next book is Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, Gang War, number two. I was talking with Gray about that, but Gray, if you didn't notice, this week he was not on the show. He actually is having some scheduling problems himself, and me and him recording, because he's in Japan, he ended up staying up way too late. And then it affected his next day For So for the time being He has kind of stepped back from the Marvel stuff He'll be back though once the The clocks change uh, I was just going to say once the time clocks You know, once the time clocks But once we get to The clocks changing again We'll have that extra hour But uh, I know how it is I mean, you stay up real late And he actually is a working man So it's tough for him But continuing on And I guess I'll probably have Matt probably talked to me about that Shung chi book, The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu Gang War II. Didn't love the first one, but we'll see how it goes. Avengers, Inc. Suddenly, it's the ending. It's the surprise ending that we all weren't surprised about, right? That's what I go with. But me and Jason are going to wrap that one up. We've been talking about all the issues. And it is a shame. I know Jason, he likes it a little bit more than me. We were always kind of confused of how that whole thing would work out. And it didn't feel like something that would be an ongoing and all that. And unfortunately, Al Ewing kind of got that ripped away from him. And the real shame is is I was starting to like it as like this quirky side book. But it's all over. And then the last book that I'll mention here, the last book that I'll say that we will be talking about, one of Matt's favorites, it's spider Boy. Spider-Boy number three, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast. I was glad that it didn't come out the same week as Superior Spider-Man. Give, it, give both of those books, actually, a little breathing room, and we'll see what's going on so far up to this point. The first two issues of Spider-Boy are just kind of goofy little adventures. I'm not sure it's going to be something that people will stick with because of that, but it's, it has its own thing going on. We'll see. Matt really likes it. He likes it a lot. I, I have fun with it. I need something with a little more substance. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get it this week. But those books, those four, I believe it is, last count, that's what we'll be talking about next week on the show. So I hope everybody tunes in. I'll give you one last bit of a roll call of commercial-type things. Please check out our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Gabe has reviews over there. Then go and check out, as I said, the YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics. We have a bunch of videos, a bunch of reviews, and some extra stuff there. And as I said, me and Matt will be doing our $25 do-or-die pull list, if he agrees to. It. I think he will. I- I'm counting on the idea that he will, but we'll probably be doing that in the next week or so. And then finally, if you do like what you hear on this podcast and want to hear a lot more things, please go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science and you'll actually help support us but get a ton in return if you like the co-hosts that are on the show zach matt gray and even jason everybody in here i don't know why i said even jason that's kind of sound like a diss. it was not everybody also ends up doing other things with me over on the patreon as well so it's a kind of a, a deal if you like like say you like me and gray talking me and Gray actually have a Grant Morrison Reading Club podcast that we do on the Patreon. Me and Matt end up doing a bunch of things. The big thing is our Crisis slash events podcast, where we're going through zero hour from DC, but we go back and forth between DC events and Marvel events. We just got done the Hickman Secret Wars. And me and my man Zach, we have our year one podcast. We go through year ones. That is typically more of a DC thing, but hey, people love all sorts of comics. We're doing the year one Batgirl right now. And me and Jason end up doing a bunch of things. We have a manga podcast, the Death Note podcast as well. So, all of that, all said and done, that's it. That is it for this week. Thanks, everybody. I hope you had a good time, and we'll talk to you all later.
0: You are all weirdos. Mute Science is the revolution. Mute Science is the revolution.